The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. If you're ready to get your physical, emotional, and spiritual life in order, Join us for the next hour as we meet some interesting people who will share stories of success and wisdom that you can apply to your own life. Now, here's Dr. Connie. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Connie radio show, House Calls with Dr. Connie. My name is Andrew Stevens, and I'm actually the son of the former White House doctor, Dr. Connie. Just filling in briefly for her as she is making her way into the studio right now. One of the things that happens when you're a concierge doctor is that you're at sort of the beck and call of your patients, and sometimes duty comes first. got to make sure they're doing all right. And so she's making her way in here, but I do want to make a couple brief announcements before she gets here. One of the things was after the last show, we had just a great response from friends, viewers, listeners of all kinds around the country just sending a lot of nice messages. And Dr. Connie will say another thank you, but uh, from this side, I want to say thank you and keep them coming. If you want to talk with any of us or Dr. Connie, send your emails to drconnieradio at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Twitter at Dr. Connie, just at Dr. Connie. And some of our our listeners are not as familiar with uh, some of the social media aspects. And so if you have any questions, don't don't be shy about that. Send us an email also on Dr. Connie's page here on the Voice America Network. You will see a place where you can send a message to the host. So please do that. I know I saw a couple of those last time. And all those messages, we will make sure to get back to you. And Dr. Connie appreciates it very, very much. But no further ado, I think we have a great show for you today. We are with, actually, eventually going to be here with Marsha Meyer from the Be Kind Project. And she'll talk a little bit more about what that is. And it's uh, really a movement that I've seen affecting schools and educators around the country. I know a little bit about it, but I'm excited to hear more from her and actually, we have Dr. Connie stepping in the studio right now, and she'll be on right here. Hello, everybody. Thanks for your patience. And it was because of patience that was I was running late. One of the things about being a doctor who still practices full-time is I have patience. And you understand how patience works, don't you? Not only are you patient, but you're a patient. And I thank you for your time. My patient's doing better. I just needed to handhold them a little bit and explain something, but... Thank you, Andrew, for starting us off uh, beautifully, explaining how this works. I want to start off with a couple of shout-outs to everybody. First of all, thank all of you for uh, emailing and wishing us congratulations. I want to shout-out to Norman Orv in Colorado for uh, listening in. Also to Dan and Ellie Bunn, newlyweds, who I attended their wedding in Seattle last weekend. Beautiful wedding. Great send-off. They're honeymooning in London. Uh, have a great time, guys. Also to Barbara and Paul Carter, thanks for listening in. Patty and Hardy Good. 
and uh, Harvey and Missy Jabara and their sons Jensen and Jackson. I hope to have Harvey on one of our shows in the future when we talk about family-run businesses. So thanks again for all of your support. As Andrew was talking about, kindness is a very important theme. And uh, we're going to have a fantastic uh, guest today, Marsha Meyer. But before I talk about kindness, a few late news, uh, late breaking news. I'm sure you've heard about the royal pregnancy that was announced this week where England's Prince William and his wife Kate, the Duchess of Cambridge, uh, announced they were expecting. And the only reason they announced it uh, was because she was hospitalized for hyperemesis gravidarum. Now, you wonder, what the heck is hyperemesis gravidarum? It sounds scary. Well, what it is, hyper means excessive, emesis means vomiting, and gravidarum has to do with pregnancy. It sounds the word it sounds like it's grave, but it has to do with pregnancy. And it's a severe, debilitating nausea and vomiting associated with pregnancy. Uh, and it gets so severe that in a lot of times in these women, they can lose about 5% of their weight. Uh, they require hospitalization, which is in the case of the Duchess, they hospitalize her. They usually give them IV fluids, nutritional support. It's a very rare complication of pregnancy. Less than 1% of women experience this. Um, what causes it? A lot of factors, genetics, body chemistry, overall health can influence it. It's more frequently found in women uh, who are pregnant with girls and twins. So it's due to elevated beta-HCG, human chorionic uh, gonadotropin uh, hormone levels, which are usually highest in the first trimester of pregnancy, and then they decline over time. Uh, I know there's a lot of fascination with celebrities. I, having traveled uh, with the American president, everybody's fascinated about what life is uh, behind the scenes. And there are form of royalty, but when you think of the royal family, what a rough life that is. Obviously, you're in front of the camera all the time, and there's a lot of fascination about royal families, especially now with the royal pregnancy uh, about to produce an heir to the throne next year. And that's a big deal because the next heir to the throne, this person uh, that um, the Duchess is expecting, this baby, will be third in line. And according to Britain's rules of succession, will be formally these rules are going to be formally changed by law uh, hopefully before this baby's born, to allow their firstborn, even if it's a girl, to succeed to the throne after uh, Prince William is or King William uh, goes to the throne. The other thing I find interesting is the name game, because in, uh, in England, uh, the name has to be approved by Granny, or in other words, the royal paternal grandmother, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. And usually their names are long. They have multiple names attached. And I thought about, gee, names are really important um, in in this culture. You know, you have celebrity names such as Apple, and you know, all you think of all the names uh, that come with our celebrities. Uh, and but I really think, you know, how you name your child is very important. Uh, a lot of my friends uh, in there who's uh, who are expecting, they say, well, we're coming up with various names. And my criteria, you know, how do you name a baby? I really say, look, look at it this way. Uh, Take the name of the baby and put it in two scenarios, okay? The first scenario is this. Billy Bob Smith, get your little butt into the house now, okay? See how that works. And then the other scenario is, ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, Billy Bob Smith. So, you know, see what works there. Now, speaking of presidents and former presidents, former President George Herbert Walker Bush, which by the name, when you look at that, you know, he's our former royalty, and uh, when I was at the White House, they had mentioned he was a distant relative to Queen Elizabeth. 
according to some. Anyway, you had talked to, on our last show, he was admitted last week to Methodist Hospital in Houston with bronchitis. Yesterday, a report came out that he was undergoing more physical therapy as part of his treatment for this painful cough. And this cough has forced him to stay in the hospital at least two weeks now. So we're sending out our very best from the Dr. Connie show to my 88-year-old former president, uh, former patient, President Bush. Uh, I always find it interesting when I read press statements whenever I want someone's hospitalized is they always say the patient is in good spirits. And having rounded recently on my patients, I rarely find them to be in good spirits. They usually say, Doc, get me the heck out of here. I want to go home. I want to be in my own bed. Um, speaking of health, uh, the flu season is coming, so I keep uh, reinforcing, as I did in my last show, to get your flu shots, please. The CDC this week announced that the flu season was going to arrive earlier this time. It's going to be worse than previous years. We usually see the flu season uh, around October through April, usually peaks after New Year's. Now we're seeing it uh, uh, this, uh, in this past week, usually in the south. Uh, that's where it hits hardest. Uh, the flu strains this year are also going to be more severe version of the flu. The good news is if you get the vaccine, um, in the vaccine, there's a 90% match for what the circulating strains of flu are out there. So it's going to be more effective protection for you. So please get your flu shots. If you can't get them from your doctor, go to your local pharmacy. Um, another little thing in the news I saw, there was a new census study released this week about women in professions, that women constitute a third of the nation's doctors and lawyers. Isn't that great? And this is a major shift from a generation ago when those professions were almost exclusively occupied by men. Uh, women now hold about 33.4% of the jobs in the legal field as attorneys, judges, magistrates, other legal workers, and up to uh, and it was up to 29.2% in 2000, so that is definitely a climb up to 33%. In medicine, female physicians and surgeons increased to 32.4% in 2010 from about 26.8% 10 years ago. And I know when I went through medical school in the military back in the 1970s, uh, we had about 10% of our class were women, so definitely we saw that there. Um, I always like in my show to, to mention somebody, somebody who I consider a hero, and I'm going to talk about very briefly today before we go to our guest speaker. Uh, my honorable mention is a, uh, a wonderful man named Jerry Kemp. Jerry is a pilot friend of ours. He's a fellow retired military officer. He lives in Ohio with his wonderful wife, Judy. He's a former U.S. Air Force fighter pilot. He flew uh, F-4s, F-111s, F-16s. He was only ejected once, landed safely. Uh, he was in the Air Force for 25 years, was a retired colonel. Then afterwards, he we became a commercial pilot flying out in U.S. Airways. Now he's a private pilot. He's an instructor. And he sent me a wonderful email, and I find always inspiration and humor from his emails. And in his email, he says, in, he, in his place in Ohio, he goes to Piqua, Ohio, where he gets his car batteries serviced. And on the poster uh, where he gets his car serviced in the garage, uh, he saw a sign that said, uh, things to always remember. And there are 12 things that are important to remember. And we're going to post them on our website about those 12 things that you should always remember. But let me give you a couple of them. The first is the power of prayer. And I always believe that's true. The pleasure of working, which is good. Everybody get a job, have a purpose, do something with your life. Uh, the influence of example. And I think that's important. We need to have heroes and mentors. But one of the things that strikes me in this list of 12 items to always remember is the power of kindness, 
Kindness is so, so important. And, and that's really why we wanted to make that the topic of our show today is all about kindness. And a couple of years ago, you know, you heard about, you know, practice random acts of kindness. Well, you know, I don't think they should be random. I think they should be intentional. And I think they should be frequent and they should be a part of our life. I think, too, when people are kind, uh, they intend to be. You consciously become kind. You you make a decision. You make a choice to be kind. Uh, kindness is a good thing. As a doctor, uh, there have shut. Uh, I've looked at studies about w- the trait of kindness. People who are kind live better lives in the sense they have very little conflict. Um, they live longer. They have more friends. Uh, if you're looking to date someone or marry somebody, I think kindness should be up there. You want to marry somebody who's kind. Um, one of my patients a few years ago when I was at Mayo Clinic, I was doing executive physicals, and that person worked for Gallup Poll. And uh, I asked that guy, I said, listen, wh- what are the characteristics that patients look for in their doctor? And they said, well, first of all, they got to be smart. Secondly, they got to be patient, listen to them. And the third is they have to be kind. And so I always believe kindness uh, is a virtue, but you have to really work hard at it. And we're going to honor somebody today, but really part of it is sharing her story about her kindness movement. Um, Marsha Meyer is going to uh, be our guest today, and I've known Marsha for several years as a dear friend. She's an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a great role model, and she set up a program uh, several years ago where she donates to schools, uh, particularly to teachers, because she's very grateful to teachers. Marsha had been a teacher many years before going into the uh, business world. And one of the things that she looked at was a lot of times our unsung heroes are teachers, and they never get enough thank yous. And she had uh, Christmas uh, events where she had a guest speaker. She would gather books for teachers. She would go to schools and donate them to teachers. She and her husband uh, even purchased a school bus, went around with, with the bus and promoted, say thank you to your teacher. And so she carried on that movement, and it became the uh, Be Kind People movement, Be Kind People program. And we're going to talk about that today after the break, and uh, we're going to bring Marsha on board, ask her about the movement. Uh, they were mentioned on Good Morning America. They've got a lot of... Uh, gigs lined up on television. You're going to hear about it in your city and what you could do to get involved. So let's go to the break. And when you come back on the Dr. Connie show, we're going to have Marsha Meyer about kindness. So stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host Jordan Kimmel is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. 
We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, coming soon. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Radio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dr. Connie Radio Show. Uh, we were talking about earlier this part of the show about kindness and how that is such a special gift. And that's a gift that Marsha Meyer gives to others through her Be Kind People Project. And we've got Marsha Meyer as our guest, kindest people I know, honestly, one of the Thank kindest. You. Tell us about your movement. Tell us about what Be Kind Movement is all about. We have um, we have a program that started um, a little over a year ago um, with an ultimate goal to recognize and thank um, our nation's teachers and positively impact students. By doing both of those things, we really think that we can work to improve the overall education environment in our community, in our nation's communities. Now, what does your program do with the students and the teachers, Marsha? You know, we have um, what, number one, we're a nonprofit organization, Dr. Connie, and um, we we work to cultivate a culture of kindness um, by helping students uh, experience the joy, fun, and personal fulfillment that comes with being kind to others, and mostly. We thank and honor our nation's teachers. Um, we think that teachers are just unsung heroes in our community, and everyone has a teacher who has had an impact in their lives. Teachers are often um, a student's greatest role models during the day. They provide influence. They provide inspiration to students. And we like to thank teachers, show gestures of kindness to them by delivering gifts to them, several times a year, and giving them things that they can then use in their classroom to pass on that message of kindness to their students. What an amazing thing that you do. How long have you been doing this now? Um, We have been doing um, recognition to teachers since last fall, so about 13 or 14 months. It started out just um, recognizing teachers in two cities. Uh, We chose Phoenix and Kansas City. 
and we didn't start small. We thought there's a lot of teachers in those mm-hmm. cities. <laughs> we worked with um, Teach for America, which is a great national nonprofit organization. And we thanked all of the teachers where teach in schools where Teach for America teachers were working. And um, it started with about 10,000 teachers a year ago. And when I look back on it, I guess that was a pretty big undertaking because those 10,000 teachers end up, ended up having about a quarter of a million students. And the initial um, recognition program to them was really so positively overwhelming that um, it's just grown since then. And uh, we're really happy to be reaching teachers all over the country now. That's amazing how this program has really, really grown. Marcia, tell the listeners about a little bit about your background, how you got involved in this, uh, your profession. Uh, you mentioned you were a teacher. Can you give us a little bit of that background, please? Sure. I was a teacher, it seems like like 110 years ago now. Um, I was a teacher when I first got out of school. I loved teaching, um, loved being with the kids. I taught Spanish and English in um, middle school and high school. And um, through various different life moves and changes, worked into um, the retail world instead and really spent most of my career um, in corporate retail management. But, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. um, You're still teaching. As long as there's other uh, people around you, um, there's still the opportunity to teach and guide and direct and lead. So I found that those skills as a teacher... Um, that I learned very early carried through my professional life. I also learned very early um, and throughout my career that there is no substitute when you're working with other people than extending good to others. Um, Anyone can give directions. Anyone can do projects. Anyone can do a wide variety of things. But people generally do it just a little bit better and they feel better about things. Oh, absolutely. When someone has shown them kindness in either guiding them, directing them, or encouraging them to be the very best they can be. Oh, that's amazing. Now, when you, when your group, uh, your team goes to a school, either here in Phoenix or in Kansas, and I know you had been in, in New York, walk us through what happens when you come upon a, the classroom with students, and also what, how old are these, these students? Well, it's a very fun experience. We always tell principals, Okay, you're just about to get something that you've never had before. And um, bless those principals who are brave enough to go along with what we're doing and do a little bit of research and say, I want to provide something great for my school. Um, Before we go into a school, always the teachers and the students have gotten materials in advance. So every teacher has received something that has thanked them. They've given an overview of what will happen. And they have received something for every student, which is called the Be Kind Pledge. And the Be Kind Pledge is really the foundation of everything that we do. And it's a promise that we ask students to make, not to anyone other than themselves, but it's a promise that students think about on how to be encouraging, be supportive, be positive, helpful, honest, considerate, thankful, responsible, respectful, and my own personal favorite, be a friend. So the students have gotten an introduction to this, and uh, when we go into schools personally, we take with us this wonderful group of uh, amazingly talented young people who are highly skilled in urban dance. 
and we have what's called a Cool to Be Kind School Assembly. Great. We um, reach children kindergarten through eighth grade, and um, we can re- we have given assemblies to as few as 150 students up to 13 to 1500 students in an auditorium. Um, this school assembly takes place with only those dancers um, connecting with the students. And it's really fun because they connect with them with the power of current music mm-hmm. and the power of great dance. And dance is a real universal kind of understood language. And, you know, it's very cool. With kids love to see these hip-hop and break moves and um, the dancers are so good that once the credibility is established mm-hmm. um, from being really talented people, the kids listen to every single word that they say. That's so wonderful. You're communicating them with them on their level. In so their it's language, cool right. cool to be kind. That's what you're showing them. What kind of responses do you see in the kids when you guys come in? Um, when, the, when the children are given a chance, first of all, to say thank you publicly to their teachers, um, they feel great about it. The teachers feel great, and the students feel great. Um, we always start out our assemblies that way. We give the students a chance to be interactive with us. And um, really, the overall atmosphere and um, understanding level is at an all-time high within a school and the energy within the room. Kids leave positively wanting to do something good for someone else and understanding that they are empowered no, no matter whatever their age is they're empowered to make the decision to do something kind for someone else you had told me you had received uh, email and messages from some of your students what, can you share that some of the things you've heard back from you them? know we have we've received um, wonderful wisdom from students um, one of my favorite um, is a student who wrote to us that said Kindness is a force that can attack bullying. It won't stand a chance when there's kindness. And that's kind of like in a kid's language. That's what happens. If kids realize they can treat each other with respect and thoughtfulness and consideration, it really um, raises and elevates the level of interpersonal skills. And when there is that kind of environment, Really, it helps to take care of a lot of those unwanted both school and personal behavior issues. So we're very pleased that teachers, um, there have been schools who have said our school is different. Hmm. We used to be tough. We used to be hard. Now we treat each other much better. And we find that really exciting. Now, Very exciting. how many more schools are you planning in the next, let's say, next year? What do you have in mind? Well, right now, um, in November, we uh, recognized um, almost 50,000 teachers across the country, and about a million two students were equipped with ways that they could be kind to others and actual resources. Uh, we're in 14 markets, and over the next year, um, we'd like to at least double that. You know, there are 5 million teachers in America. Wow. And so 50,000 might seem like a big number, but there's a lot of teachers that we would like to be able to uh, recognize and thank for the work they're doing and then let them take that message to their students. Let me ask you something. Who was your favorite teacher? 
you know, I look back and my heroes were my teachers. I remember when I was in elementary school in uh, Nimitz uh, Elementary School in Honolulu, Hawaii, I remember a Mrs. Helen Lee. I still see her. And she was poised, she was beautiful, but she was kind, over and over again, kind. Mm-hmm. I remember a Thomas Rokier from New York when I was at Taipei American School. And he made me feel so smart. He treated me with respect. And there were times I wish I could hunt them down and say, listen, thank you for mm-hmm. making uh, such a difference in my life for really believing in me. I mean, I, as I shared in my first talk, you know, I grew up with a family where, where they always felt you're never good enough, you know, you got to make straight A's, but that's about it. They said, go to school, make straight A's, but it was your teachers who said, you know, you're a good kid. Uh, we believe in you. We're going to show you how to do well in this world, and, uh, you know, it, it, it has really made a difference, and I think back, and I still remember their names. But how about you, Marcia, when you look back, which teachers come to mind in your life? You know, I see Mr. Sperling, a um, junior high school band teacher, who taught me that um, I needed to be calm under pressure and always work to do the very best I could. You know, what's, what's interesting to me, even as I said that and as I listened to you, whenever I ask that question, who is the favorite teacher, mm-hmm. Um, and I guess listeners could think about that, too. Generally what happens is someone gets a bit of a smile on their face. Yes. They always answer Mr. or Mrs. or Miss, which shows the level of respect that all of us have. And I've never had anyone who's ever said to me, well, like Mrs. Lee was my favorite teacher because she really taught me how to do great punctuation. Skills. Absolutely. It's the it's lesson. Al- it's it's always right. The person I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask you the next part of uh, after the break, Marsha, about the World Kindness Movement okay. and the countries and the World Summit because you know, it's one thing to bring it to the schools and really you're touching so many lives and teachers in the United States of America, but you know, it would be better it'd be great if the whole world were like that. If we could bring uh, the kindness movement to the world. And you're doing a great start, definitely here in the U.S., but I want to hear when we come back from the break if you can share with us about the world kindness movement. So great, thank you. Stay tuned, everybody, to the Dr. Connie Show, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Green Living Channel. 
You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back, everybody. We are so blessed to have Marcia Meyer here, who is the founder of Be Kind People Movement. And she was telling us uh, about her amazing program where she goes to schools with her team of dancers and cheerleaders and gives thanks to the teachers for what they do in this country and inspires the students to be kind to each other, which is an incredible movement in itself, and that spreads. And uh, Marsha this year attended a World Summit in Kindness, and I think that's quite interesting. Tell me, Marsha, when you go to these summits, people don't say, get out of my way. You know, they don't get all pushy. I mean, are they smiling? Are they nice? I mean, what's it like at one of these kindness summits? You know, I went to the um, Seventh General Assembly of the World Kindness Movement in London in September, and I actually asked myself the same question. I found um, the delegates to the World Kindness Movement um, not as gentle, soft people at all. Um, That was a part of their personality, but um, as people who were very um, determined to make a difference, uh, it's Again, kindness doesn't just happen. Mm-hmm. And when you got a group of people together in a room that were all uh, having a collective focus on really doing whatever um, individuals could do to help connect the world in a kinder and gentler way, it was really pretty an amazing um, environment that happened. So what is the kindest country in the world? <laughs> well, someday we're going to um, have a an official metric on that. I would like to be able to say categorically it's the United States. I will say that um, as part of the United States. But one of the interesting things is um, I learned about the uh, government of Singapore that actually um, has a whole government agency based on making Singapore a kinder nation. They have a Department of Kindness in the Singapore government, and um, they're purposeful about it, they are focused, they are strategic, and they work very closely with the Singaporean population um, to make sure that um, they are doing whatever they can to be good to each other. Wonderful, wonderful exposure um, to that sort of thing that go on around the world. Well, that's, you know, because I remember years ago, 
the uh, type of press coming out of Singapore was you better not chew gum. And I think it was an American citizen who was caned there for chewing gum. I know it's one of the cleanest cities in the in, in the world. It's got the highest number of uh, bill, uh, millionaires. And so they, the free market it does very well there. But I think it's amazing that they're innovative to look at kindness as an attribute. Um, how can people get involved? I mean, can do you get volunteers, Marcia? I mean, how how would how would you like this to spread? I mean, uh, we would love to have um, volunteers contact us if they are um, interested in spreading this kind of a program in cities across the country. Um, we have lots of opportunities um, to uh, help in schools, to contact schools. And uh, we'd love to hear from people if they think that their schools maybe might benefit from recognizing and thanking teachers and bringing kindness programs. Um, we also, as a, as a new nonprofit, we're always looking for interested um, sponsors, company or foundation sponsors that would like to be a part of taking the program around the country. Uh, it's it's the ultimate of um, feel good and act good and have good results. So um, we're always looking for very high-quality um, partners to do that with us. Well, we're going to put uh, your website uh, on our website. So Thanks. a lot of it is really spreading the word because I want people to to get involved, to link on, to, to, to pass the word among others. What I find amazing is they always say, uh, when you give, you gain Tell me what what you felt uh, or earned or gained personally from from this movement. Um, from a personal standpoint, I feel like um, it's a contribution to society by investing time, energy, and resources into our nation's youth. Um, that really is the the future of where our country will go. And helping um, the youth of America understand the importance of making decisions that positively impact um, other people, um, that, that's, that's something that makes me smile when I think about it. Um, we will never know what each one of those students that we talk to um, will do with their uh, inspiration, but there's confidence and faith that um, people are really inherently good, and by learning good skill sets, there are skill sets that will stay with them for the rest of their life. Now, do you? I think you had mentioned to me previously that part of what you do is an anti-bullying program. Is that what you all, uh, you know, try to avoid? You know, teach kids it's not good to bully. I mean, t- can you tell a little bit about that? You know, we we never say the word bully right. in um, in our programs because we don't think kids like to hear the words don't, and they don't Mm -hmm. like to hear the words bully. Mm -hmm. And although the program is not specifically designed at that, it's really broader than bullying, um, that has been one of the outcomes that has um, been given back to us from the schools is that it helps to ameliorate um, situations like bullying. Mm -hmm. So it's really a positive approach. It's a positive antidote to that problem that seems to be so prevalent in today's schools. Well, I still think it's amazing that you have a movement where it's for for kids. Really, it's cool to be kind, as the song says, and that it's a behavior that's reinforced everything. It's a positive thing about it. 
you know, and kindness is such a wonderful attribute. When you look at your life, when you say, you know, you think of the word kind, are there people in, in your life close to you who, who come to mind? Um, there are absolutely people in my life who come to mind. And, um, I mean, if I were to list my top ten people in my life and their attributes, I would say um, that kindness is right up there. Um, kindness really is actively extending good to others and not being afraid to say something good, to do something good. Not, And these people are, are not what they would get out of it, but what they were able to give to someone else. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes, they are absolutely, and I'm really happy to say that some of the kindest people I have known have been my teachers. So it's kind of coming full circle that we can have a chance to um, say thank you back to teachers across the country as well. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here with Andrew as we're listening to you and just so inspired. And Andrew is uh, 25 years old, uh, went to school here in Arizona for high school and then ASU. And I'm just curious, I mean, you're... I was obviously an older generation and uh, Marsha as well. And when I look at Andrew, you know, his generation, the Milliams, um, what what uh, what comes to mind, Andrew, when, you know, among your teachers uh, who are kind and who influenced you? I think one of the biggest things kind of along with just you can hear it in Marsha's voice, I think, is just the genuineness Um I think, you know, it's it's such an added benefit, especially when I was growing up. I know the teachers that really stood out to me the most, that I really got the most out of. I was a little bit more of a feisty student. I, I tended to challenge teachers, um, you know, ignorantly thinking that I was smarter than them, things like that. But the ones that stood out to me were the ones who kind of took me on in a very gentle way and not only educated me, but also taught me how to be kind, how to be confident in the knowledge I was learning, but also how to treat other people by accepting what I was giving them and also sharing that relationship too. So I think that was really uh, the most impactful thing I got from my my best teachers. Yeah, it, it definitely is multi-generational. And, you know, I, as a physician, I've been practicing 32 years and have met many doctors. And I really think kindness is a very important attribute. You can be the smartest doctor, the best surgeon, but if you're not uh, patient and kind, if you have no element of kindness, your patients aren't going to like you very much. Uh, when we hear, I hear complaints about other doctors, and I say, well, tell me what, what, what the doctor did. And it was the voice that was angry. Um, it was the manner in that way they were treated with disrespect. And kindness, you can uh, kindness is such a gift, a blessing, a great medicine, a great salve. And I think what you incorporate in this, Marsha, is the element of gratitude that you acknowledge teachers because they are the unsung heroes. We wouldn't be here for our, except for our wonderful teachers who guided us. But I, I, I just want to thank you as a mother, as somebody uh, who had been a student for many years, and I still am a student in a lot of ways, for, for creating this, this program that goes out, you know, into the field to the students, thanks the teachers, gets kids excited and involved in their own language. So, again, thanks so much. And then, again, thank you for, for coming on our show. You are our first guest speaker. And, of course, it's a, and an honor I bestow upon you because you're just a wonderful and you're a kind person. Thank you. And thank you for um, having me on. And I'm delighted with the show. I loved the information you gave at the beginning of the show and think that you'll really make a difference in the lives of your listeners. So thank you very much for having me, and I wish you only the very best. 
and you too, Marsha. God bless you and carry on your wonderful program. You know, you touch one life, you touch many, many lives out there. And that's the success of your program. And, you know, to the listeners out there, you know, one of the things I ask you to do is consciously be kind. You know, be kind to others. And come on back after the break, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get motivated. Hear about success stories and positive encouragement. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to House Calls with former White House physician, Dr. Connie Mariano. If you have a question or comment for our show today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drconnieradio at gmail.com. That's drconnieradio at gmail.com. Now, back to House Calls with Dr. Connie. Welcome back, listeners, and thank you for kindly listening in. Uh, I am so touched by the great response that we've gotten since our last show. I've gotten about close to 100 email messages from people from around the world, and that is exciting and fulfilling for me because, really, this show was my attempt to touch people's lives with being positive and upbeat and informative. And as you listen to radio and TV, it's all bad news. I mean, everything I pick up in terms of the newspaper, on TV and the radio, it's depressing to me. And in a lot of ways, this is my audio therapy, uh, listening to good things and positive things. And this is my favorite season of the year. It's Christmas, and it's magical. It's a time of spiritual faith and renewal. I'm Christian. I was raised Christian uh, as a Catholic. 
Uh, we believe in Christ and rebirth of, uh, of our Savior. Uh, and whatever your faith is, it should be a time of hope and renewal and fulfillment. And one of the things I plan to do in this show is constantly bring up uh, different speakers who reinforce that, reinforce uh, being hopeful, being positive. Uh, next week's show, I've got a great guest speaker, uh, Dr. Julie Enay, and I have known her for several years now. Uh, she's a cl- licensed clinical psychologist, a very talented therapist. Uh, her specialty is eating disorders, and she has uh, been on several reality shows, uh, so stay tuned to her on uh, television. But she also is a specialist in anxiety, depression, relationships. Uh, as she says, what's eating you, those type of issues. She's a founder and the clinical du- director of the, A New Beginning, which is a therapy group here in Scottsdale. I refer a lot of people to her. Uh, I, I pick her brains a lot about uh, what to do with patients, their depression, their relationships. And <clears throat> she will be our guest next week because one of the things I want to look at is the holiday season. Uh, you listen to the music and it, you know, you know, I'll be home for Christmas. There's a sense of longing, uh, the, the perception that there's depression out there. Um, and, and one of the things we're going to dispel is there's a myth out there that the holidays are a time of suicide. And in today's paper, uh, it's not the case. And in fact, you know, the myth that suicide spiked during the holidays uh, is not true. In fact, uh, there's a lower rate of suicides over November, December, January than we think. So where do we get this perception? Um, one of my favorite uh, TV shows over the holidays, and it's a must in my household, is that we watch uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And everybody I, I speak to says, oh, yeah, yeah, Cousin Eddie, the Griswold Christmas, the RV, and the dog named Snot. They can name all the characters. But what the theme is there is anticipation and expectations. And as you listen today, as you look at the holiday season, um, what are you anticipating? What are your expectations? Um, what's your mood? Uh, because the hope is, provided we uh, that the world doesn't end on December 21, according to the Mayan calendar, that we survive that and life goes on. But what do you hope for? What are your Christmas dreams and wishes? Um, and, and we're going to talk about that in the next show with Dr. Inay. Dr. Inay is going to guide us through how to survive the holidays when you have to run around, go shopping, get the cards out, email people, throw parties together. You're looking for that perfect gift, and you feel hassled and stressed. I know I do. There's lots to do. And what do, what do you want to do for that, and, and how can we help you for that? The other thing is I'd love to hear from you, and if you can email me, what do you love about the holidays? Um, and I, I would, I'm curious, what is it that the holidays that, that makes you smile um, and so email that to me uh, on my website. Um, one of the things, though, Andrew's reminded me, uh, if you have an iPad, which many people do, and you can't uh, pick us up on your iPad, there is an app that you can apply to that so you can listen to our show. You can connect it to your iPad. It's, uh, it will be on our Voice America website. It will be on our uh, Twitter account, our Facebook account. So uh, go to the Voice America website for that app for your iPad. Thank you, Jim, uh, our, our favorite caller who called in to say, hey, I, I can't pick you guys up on my iPad. But uh, let me know 
what you love about the holidays, and the other is what do you want for the holidays? Uh, I remember when my kids are little, I had them give me a list of what they wanted for Christmas, and I kept all those lists over the years, and I go back to them because they're in my box of Christmas goodies, and I see how the things change <laughs> over the years. And I remember uh, when Jason, my youngest son, was about seven, he sent me a list, and it was you know various uh, toys and things that he wanted, and uh, it was great, teddy bears, uh, various mechanical things and toys. <clears throat> and at the end, he said cash. He wrote down the word cash because uh, cash always works. But as we get older, you know, it's not cash necessarily. And uh, I was very blessed to uh, remarry uh, about uh, two and a half years ago, happily remarried. And my husband is a very generous man, and he says, I want to buy you this, and he wants to buy you this, and, you know, it's a dream come true for a woman who wants jewelry and all these nice things. And I said, you know, darling, do me a favor. I said, I'm very fortunate. I can buy the things I want. Don't buy me stuff. I said, don't give me stuff. Give me memories. Because I think in the end, it's the memories that count. And it's the memories that come back to us over the holidays. I listen to Christmas songs, and I think, oh, we're getting into 2013. And I get sad about uh, the people about the people I've lost this year, uh, my friends who have died. I have patients. Uh, I have one particular patient who passed away from lymphoma, and that we're not going into the new year with these people. And I think of their families uh, who have uh, the holidays ahead. And it's sad or it's lonelier. But you think back, and I always tell my patients who who have lost somebody, uh, for example, Mary, who lost her husband, George, I said, what would George want you to do right now? You know, he wouldn't want you to be sad, would he? He'd want you to think of him. And I always say, you know, think of the memories. And when I, uh, as I was doing today, talking to somebody who had lost a family member, I asked them, uh, think of not how they died. Think of how they lived. And that's important. It's it's what kind of life you lived. Uh, you know, as I think now, I, I miss being in Washington because I, I was there. I lived 16 years in Washington, D.C., and the nine last nine were at the White House. So this year, at this time, they're, uh, they're lighting the uh, Christmas tree on the wall, on the mall, right beside the Washington Monument. And I was there for nine years observing that. I wasn't on the stage with the president. I was by the limousine. I was shivering in the cold, but I got to be there. And there's so many, many people who are gathered around that uh, to witness that hope of the lights of Christmas and of each other. And that's where you see kindness as well. Uh, you think of Santa Claus. You think of kindness. You think of all those wonderful things. So um, homework lesson for all of you since we talked about teachers. And there's one of the things I wanted to be a long time ago was a teacher. And I, in a lot of ways I am with my, my patients I teach is if you can email me um, what you uh, love about the holidays and what you want for Christmas or the holidays. Uh, I also want to take a few minutes to shout out to Kathy Schreiner. Uh, she was our neighbor in Alexandria, Virginia, and she honored Christmas uh, in an amazing way. She decorated her house. She was the Christmas lady on our block. Her house was always lit up with pretty uh, lights. Everything was amazing. Another amazing lady over the Christmas uh, season is uh, my dear friend Denise Pittis, in Virginia, uh, who has five or six Christmas trees. I think her trees are uh, better decorated than the White House. So uh, all of you, uh, please tune in next week as we talk about tackling the holidays and surviving it. Uh, your lesson today is to be kind, but also be hopeful.
And thank you so much for listening in today to the Dr. Connie House Calls. I wish you good health and joy and kindness and happiness. And please come back and listen to us next week. God bless. Thank you again for joining us this week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. We'll be back next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a terrific week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you lost, fed up, knowing you're better, and yet not knowing why? Let Derek O'Neill transform the not knowing into the knowing by showing you the way. Whether it's not being able to drop the excess weight to unhealthy relationships or finances that you know you deserve, Derek provides insights that are like magnets to invite what you want in your life and repel what you don't want. Tune in to Derek now to discover how to improve your life immediately and unleash the winner that you know you are and others need to see. Listen Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. 